Welcome to Funny Book Forensics, number 259, Prez, part 3, Prez versus the Universal Monsters. Well, we've got one more issue of Prez to cover, and I know this is going to be your favorite. One more issue, because we're not going to do number number 5. The last issue, we're not going to do the Cancelled Comics Cavalcade. Uh, we are going to take a look at Prez number four. Prez number four. Same creative team. Yep, yep. And we are in, and on the cover, we have the Wolfman. The Wolfman? What? We're too late. The creatures found the president. Because <laughs> why? Uh, there's a vampire in the White House. But this makes no sense. There's a werewolf. This doesn't the- make any sense, because that's not a vampire. That's the Wolfman. <laughs> yeah. But the title's very leading. Well, let's uh, jump in, shall we? What could possibly happen in this issue? Uh, hey, quit Wait, leaving your bike is outside. It, is it a is a werewolf or is it a? I don't know. That's a werewolf. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's um, riding something. Wouldn't a vampire just like evaporate into there or something? I I guess we're gonna have to read and find out. Okay. Well, in the White House vaults, there is a secret file that will never be open to the public. It's contained sworn affidavits, eyewitness to a grim international inter- in- incident so bizarre, so fantastic, that it threatened to destroy the presidency itself. The file is codenamed Dracula Confidential. Here, Here for, for the, the first, first time. time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got, I got excited. I'm excited. You're, I know is going to fight Dracula? Well, we're in here. Vampire in the White House is the title of our story. We've got Joe Simon and Jerry Grandinetti inked. We've got an anchor this time hey. by Craig Fleasel, Flessel. And just uh, initially, too, it looks like the inking holds up pretty well to what Grandinetti was doing for himself. Yeah. So let's uh, get in. Okay. So we are, we are here and... My people are eternally grateful, Mr. President of the U.S., uh, has enabled us to build this miraculous canal to irrigate all of our crops and bathe our bodies. Because apparently in this country, they did not take baths in water. Moravia. In Moravia. Yes. Yeah. They had they they're, they're, they were dry of stream beds. And they are meeting with Eagle Free, the chief of the FBI. Wow. Yes. And Prez Rickard, uh, the first teenage president. Yep, yep. Because, you know, I mean, the FBI goes out of the country for things. <laughs> and uh, inaccurate. it's not a gift. Um, they say it's a gift um, for these folks. Uh, but Prez insists that they'll be paying back uh, the U.S. at a rate of $34.60 a year. So um, that loan will be paid off about the time most people's student loans are paid off. Man, but think about that, though. I mean, with inflation. That 3460 well, is <laughs> in $1973. Rez flies back, and uh, Martha is having a diplomatic conference uh, yep. by playing ping pong. Yep. She's ping ponging it up. Yeah, she's looking pretty good. Um 
she's so got she's Is she with her? Is that the China? Yeah, the, uh, the the delegation from China, and, and they have uh, Nigerian ambassadors, interpreters. Or, uh, interpreters. By this is an interesting scene. Okay, it was they, she mistakenly got the Nigerian uh, interpreters. This airplane oh, has wow. it all. That's all I gotta say. Ping pong flip table, page, Daredevil and, stunt track. Heck no, yeah. flip the. You got that, but flip the page. Okay, going. Look at, not that I'm jealous of the other comics, but look at the com. We have a brave and bold uh, team up with the Joker. We have oh, Phantom nice. Stranger. Yes. We have Commandy, the Last Boy on Earth. Yes. There's so much goodness going on in this panel. Hey, Prez takes the paddle away from his mom. What? I'll take over. <laughs> Eagle Free will interpret. With some Indian and he's going to let them know that even though he just declared in Congress that he's going to start shooting people at the military, that we are a nonviolent people. That's right. And now we have a problem. So we hear some howling going on. And there's a full moon. They're trying to get him up to the roof. And oh, look, it's the Wolfman. What? It's a, it's a, it's like a bat copter. We fly by night, Transylvania Airlines. We fly by night, werewolf by night. <laughs> yeah, werewolf by night. It's a wolf. Capture it. <laughs> Stand back. So you know the military, the, they, they, they beat the crap out of the werewolf. <laughs> well, apparently, Prez is a, is Prez is an asshole because he went to Morovia with no research, and he made a canal. And it emptied the lakes and reservoirs of Transylvania. And now they are pissed. Oh, man. Angry. The, uh, I thought in the last in the last issue, he said he did his homework. And in this issue, apparently he did not. And so the important thing is that now the nation state of Transylvania has declared war on the uh, United States. The Royal Highness of Transylvania, Count Dracula, the first. The first. Yeah. But the Wolfman announced it yes. at the order of Count Dracula. He's got a and, sweet uh, suit, dude. <laughs> and good news, if you want to defend yourself against the Wolfman, you can learn karate, karate, judo jujitsu and savat the oh, total man. defense system that's that i i need all those so that i could fight off the wolfman so i'm gonna have to go order so this. we are now wheeling some death here Ooh, wait hold up there's some free cool iron-on transfers i need to get to need that roadrunner need... you have all sorts of free no they're not free you have to send 50 cents oh man 50 cents uh Okay, okay. For one set or 75 cents for two, which yeah. definitely does not make them free in 1973. No, that's not free. Not so not we're now wheeling death. So now, uh, oh, wow, Perez, you are not woke. No, he's not. And so, gentlemen, and you chicks, it seems we are at war with a country we can't find. They can't find it. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, Transylvania. 
He's never heard he's, the song Transylvania Six yeah, Five Thousand. Our, our our enemy is a land of vampires. Uh, that's correct. They're the living dead. Oh God. I think the good thing is here. Uh, this would have been like this would have been like a like twelve issue crossover event for DC Comics in like the two thousands. Yeah. But right now we can we can get the whole fight between vampire and, and vampires and Dracula and everybody in like one issue. So yeah, we have a montage where uh, Dracula, the sovereign leader of Transylvania, is sneaking his way into the bedroom. And it looks like he, he comes out of a coffin that's shaped like a guitar case. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah. really crazy looking. It's a wild looking suitcase and thing. He's riding around on a furniture dolly. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, I think that uh, that's why I think maybe what we saw on the first that 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 first page of that cover was not the Wolfman. Although sure it looked, looked like, like a wolf, wolf man. man. It looked like a wolf man, but there was the dolly trolley that the Dracula monster was on. Well, so Prez is sleeping and he's not wearing a turtleneck. Because <gasps> he's got his cool Hugh Hefner smoking jacket on. That's fair. And the 70s. What irony, the sun rises, the president of the United States will be one of us, the living dead. Of, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it right now. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we got in here and uh, Prez is told to wake up because Eagle Free is the only person that has any sense in this comic book. Yep. And uh, he is saved uh, the, with the pigeons attack. Attack pigeons. <laughs> And uh, like Dracula is taking them out, and then um, he's got like I, I like that he's. And it, then, this reminds me so much of of trading places. He's on a dolly. He's got the little hand things. I'm terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and and then um, uh, Eagle Free holds up a symbol. Yes. And Dracula is like, what is this? A Nazi swastika. And Eagle Free corrects him yes, to let correct. him know that this is a cross, the Indian hooked cross. The great spirit will strike you down if you advance beyond this sign. And that solves the problem temporarily until Dracula gets away on his furniture dolly. <laughs> he scoots, scoots, scoots away. He's I, playing. He's not. How does he manage to stay on this furniture dolly the whole time? He's strapped onto it. He's he's got like his legs strapped onto it, like uh, he he's it's a life hack for doodlebug soccer. I, I guess I don't know why. Why does he need it? Like, can't he just like evaporate into things? Or I, that's a great question. I don't know. He's Dracula. He he's the first Dracula. So what happened to his legs in the last three hundred years? Where he needs to be on a furniture dolly with hand pads to to get around. I what happened to Dracula? That I thought he all he had to do is like you know drink some blood and then like re regenerate whatever was wrong with him, right? Well, so on, on the next page, there's an ad I'm gonna pick on a lot because the ad says "Never finished high school in giant red print." <gasps> Now, now you can get a diploma instead of the very simple ads like we saw before. Yeah. For folks that have never finished high school, 
there is some really dense text paragraphs that you have to read to figure out how to finish high school. Oh, man. So we're going to go ahead and turn the page there. Ah, that famous is... first edition. Oh, man. You get that for a for dollar? Wait, can I buy Action Comics number one for 1800 bucks? I would do that. Um, yeah, I guess you could back. Yeah. In 1973. Oh my God. If I had had that, I love, yeah, those, those, that's, you know what that is, right? That's a tabloid size giant first edition. Totally. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. So suicide mission. Chapter three. Dracula is scoot, scoot, scooting. He's (laughs) he's making his way down the stairs, like out of the white house so fast. This Dracula is fairly incompetent. Like I am really disappointed. Bella Lugosi would be pissed. He could, why can't he just fly away? He's the fastest man. I don't know. Why does he turn into a bat? Like what, what is the deal here? Um, they, but, but then also too the fact that he's on a furniture dolly scooting away with his little hand pads and Prez and Eagle free arrive too late to catch him because the wolf man has, has, has snatched him up in his bat copter. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Uh, and the guards were no match for him. What did he like? He, he hit him with a scooter or did he like attack them all? I don't know. He wo- I don't know. Well, they're they're meeting with Morovia now, and apparently Morovia is being attacked because they're going to drop a cargo of vampire bats with rabies. Oh my gosh! On so they're using so Transylvania is now gone from attacking Prez to using biological warfare against the other country. Well, I mean, of course. And the worst thing that you can, the, the biggest fear, and it's very topical, very, very, very current. The worst thing you can, we know now in 2020 is you fear bats. Bats are bad. So right. you don't want a bat that is infected with anything. So we know that this 1973 plot line, very, very scary. Yeah, because it is to solve this biological crisis, the president goes and asks for emergency powers to thwart this first attack. Yes. <laughs> and we get some great responses like, gentlemen, do you really expect sane men to believe this incredible fantasy? What's this what kid smoking? What have you kids been smoking? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here, I'll let you have the next one. Oh, this time you've gone too far, Mr. President. I suggest that you have been hallucinating. I demand a federal investigation of this administration. So Congress is clearly not happy with this request. And no. so they're demanding that Prez resign over his notion that he has started a war with Transylvania through creating a let's 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 Aqueduct. go ahead and summarize so far uh he created a canal a canal in Morovia yes which hurt Transylvania yes and then he was attacked by the wolfman and and who Dracula. presented him with paper and Dracula and now vampire bats with rabies <laughs> are going to be dropped in Morovia Hold and on. Congress is pissed. Was he, was he Wolfman? Was he, was he the wolf? Was he Wolfman lawyer? So he served him 
and then like served him with like legal documents and then like left Dracula the sovereign. I think leader. the important thing to remember here, Greg, is yes. that Congress is pissed. Because remember last issue like Congress loved him. Well, half of Congress loved him and the other half hated him, right? But by the end they all hated him. Yeah. And, and now, so now, now they now they really hate him. him. And he and and the ones who want war don't even like him now. And it's like not even like he's trying to say, like, let's stop a hurricane with a nuclear weapon. All he wants to do is like stop rabby bats. Yeah, but it's like over time when you go to Congress with batshit crazy proposals. Yeah. They start to hate you, and everybody in the whole country starts to hate you, and then they start to vote against you, and then you lose. I see. Oh, timely. I, I, I don't get it. Okay, so okay. apparently yeah. we're back to the pigeons now. Yeah. And the pigeons are going to solve all of the problems. All the problems. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Eagle Free has a plan. Yeah, and the pigeons, oh my God, his pigeons dive into the plane's engines. Well, he sends, yeah, It's this is the suicide mission portion wow he he sends them off like like kamikaze pilots he he feeds in the bird seed and i didn't know know we were reading the boys like i (laughs) thought we were hey dude it's the precursor oh my god okay eagle freeze uh, calm down uh what was that wolfman and now they're calling themselves wolfman and dracula which is my favorite and we get out splat, crunch, sputter. Oh my god! Uh, the plane struggles and dives into the ocean. Crash! The Coast Guard got the plane, I guess, and the nation is secure, and everything is okay because we use pigeons again. So basically, what we've learned through these four issues is that half of the time, pigeons save the world. Half the time. But here's the real question, though. Inaccurate, because you can't kill the Wolfman and Dracula with pigeons. You need a silver bullet or, like, holy water or a cross for one or the other. Well, I think the best part is we get to the end, and uh, (laughs) it says at the bottom, knowing that this book is going to be canceled. Uh, it says DC takes a giant step forward in 1974. <gasps> oh, where that is we? referring to some of the giant size issues, actually, that they're going to have in several of their comic lines. Yeah, um, we talked about that a few episodes ago about the price of paper and everything. Actually, the, the episodes that uh, you should have listened to just recently, yeah, uh, yeah. where we talked about uh, DC Superstars number 17, a little bit about the comics implosion. This is an interesting time in the pricing history and them trying to fight back paper or how to best position their their branding at newsstands. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. Right. Uh, and I think I guess the end to uh, uh, Eagle Free says there's one thing that disturbs me, my prez. If Transylvania surrenders, do we send American dollars to build her up again as we have done with our vanquished throughout history? Right, and, and Prez is like, build up Transylvania, the land of the living dead? Question? Yeah. Or like, he, he's, it's, it's exclamation, but questioning it. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to read one letter here in the letter columns. Yeah. Uh, uh, these are short clip letters, but yeah, I yeah. do find it entertaining. We finally get letters in issue four. And yeah. uh, 
they are. Oh, these great. are great letters too. I mean, this was... uh, dear Joe, I've seen a lot of your work going back uh, to more than 20 years ago on Manhunter, Sandman, the boy commandos in collaboration with Jack Kirby. Obviously you have not lost your touch, nor has it diminished in the slightest. Prez is far out, wacky, absurd, impossible, and completely wonderful. I especially enjoyed the minor details, muggings, etc., that appear in almost every panel. Jerry Grandinetti has done a great job on the artwork, and I look forward to future issues. I'm sorry, Michael Sloan, you're not going to get future issues, but I read that because that would be my summary as well. I agree with every word in that letter. Yeah. I, I, I really wish they got to got to use the tagline mail to the chief. <laughs> That's freaking brilliant for future for future issues, but they never got that far. That would have been great. Oh, man. So I think what they were doing too, they did encourage uh, mail to come in. I know that sometimes fans would get together and try to revive a book that was canceled, uh, especially in the seventies. In fact, that's uh, Legion is sort of going through this phase where they're bouncing between uh, action comics and Superboy, and then they'll eventually take over the book. But it was the fans that actually wrote in and got Legion of Superheroes back um, in DC comics at this time. And I, I think they're sort of making one last appeal here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They're like one afterthought concerning the letter column. Make sure you tell us what it is so we can, you know, sing Prez's heroes, but or, uh, say our praises. praises, but it's, yeah, it's sadly going to be no more. So uh, I guess the, the kind of thinking here to you to, to sum up what we've just looked at over four issues, uh, at least for me, it was wacky. It was a lot of fun. It was much harder to do this podcast, honestly, than than reading the books. Uh, and I will go ahead and link to that collection of them. But it's, I, I like books like this that remind me that even when things are crazy like they are right now, like 2020, everybody keeps saying it's the worst year of all time and it's terrible. And it's this, there are a lot of bad things that have happened this year. Yeah. Um, but it's not unprecedented. It's not like it's the worst time ever there have been bad things that happen all the time and they're illustrating a lot of them here in a way that lets you tap into it, but also like reconcile it. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, and cope. Yeah. And I think that that that's what art's for. It's to help you cope with things. And so as a nice little coping mechanism for me, these four comics were, were fun to read. Yeah. It, it took me out of reality for a night while dealing with reality. Right. Cause I was reading about it. Exactly. I think one of the other letters that, that definitely strung a chord or hit a chord uh, was, and I'm just going to paraphrase uh, just a portion of it because it hits what you're just saying, but it says the idea of Perez isn't entire, entirely original witness the film wild in the streets. And that was a film that I was thinking a lot about when we talked about reading this. Uh, but the way that you've handled hand, the way that you're handling him, Perez rise far above the simple minded generation wars of that movie and show how people re- that how all people regardless regardless of age or race can work together to fight corruption, create peace and therefore build a better world. And definitely you can see that through this story, but it's also something that we're hopefully seeing currently. Right. So it's, it's like you said, it's not something that's new, uh, the, all the different things that we're experiencing in 2020, but we're seeing where things like this have the, 
continually, you know, we've, we've seen tough times, but we've also seen uh, ways for people to cope with these things uh, throughout, throughout time in history. And hopefully uh, this will get people to want to read at least these four books and find that fifth book and, uh, and, and check them out. And then maybe that will also give them that, that bit of an escape like you were talking about to be able to hopefully build a better world. I think the, the other point I would make about the book too is Prez in the serious side of it, like sort of goes through, even though it's, it's like, ha ha funny and he's a teenager, etc. cetera. Uh, the issue with the gun control stuff, um, he's really going through this sort of like awakening, right? Like the world isn't as black and white as his side. Right. Yeah. And I, I do think that fits with now too. Right. I alluded to it with the news networks, but also with Twitter, right? Like you're yeah. either for me or against me. Yeah. And you go online and you say something. And if you try to make a valid point or you try to acknowledge that both sides have uh, some truth, you mm-hmm. are booed out of the room. Yeah. Um, you're accosted. I've been called everything you can think of on social media uh, simply for pointing out that, you know, two people can be right or that maybe the worldview being presented by somebody isn't quite a hundred percent as it seems like that. They don't actually know the facts. Mm -hmm. And this is really highlighted here. And I think it's an important note, you know, maybe, you know, you take a look at something like this and realize that it's not unprecedented times. We're not as divided as we ever have been. It's just what's being illustrated by people to make some money. And this book illustrates that there was division then too. Yeah. And they highlight the ridiculousness of that division in the story. Like as soon as he deviates from his original belief system, just a little bit to deal with something, he's mm-hmm. being booed out of the room. Yeah. And it, it to, to that point, it's one of those things too, where I think anybody that's listening to this podcast that might follow me on social media would be like, wow, your social media is so sanitized, Greg. But you know, just for that point that you said, it's you, you kind of want to stay, stay light, stay fun. And then this is probably like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a real, this is a real conversation. Well, that's what you get when you talk to your friend, you know, a real conversation about stuff. And, you know, this is what you and I do. We have real conversations in this book. Uh, series was one of those things where you could sit down and have a lighthearted read, but also engage in a real conversation about stuff. Well, if, if somebody's full of outrage all the time, that message stops resonating. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I'm not trying to promote your social media or anything, but one of the things about your social media, you say it's sanitized, but when you were posting about the election and you were posting your memes about the, about the count counting the votes, right? Yeah. And, but I knew you really believed that yeah. and I understood how you were delivering your message, but because when I look at your social media, it's not outrage all of the time, either side, right? I don't care. Right, yeah. left, up, down, backwards, forwards, diagonal. I don't care what, what people want to label themselves as mm-hmm. when you did that. Because you don't post outrage things all of the time. I knew you really believe that. And I think it's something people from a communication standpoint need to sit back to and think about is like, if this book had come at us with like complete, you know, deep, tough political stuff that was always like hinging into one side, right? Always Mm -hmm. leaning to one side and 
telling us we had to believe a certain way. Obviously, it only lasted four issues, but I don't think I would have read three of three more. Yeah, it would have been it would have been hard to read. It would have been harder to digest because your your brain just turns off at a point and you're like, I OK, I get it. This is where you're going. And I don't necessarily need to continue reading that message if I if I've already picked it up. You know, and so as a, as, a, as a fantasy storytelling device, obviously this is fantasy, right? An eighteen-year-old president, yeah, not going to happen anytime soon. We can't even get a president, you know, that's that's under seventy-five to win, right? <laughs> the so you know you're looking at 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 reality, and and so it is it's escapism, and, and yeah. that's that's the goal. But it's escapism, like good art, where you can address serious issues, and and do it in a way that that is appealing, right? That, that makes people actually want to engage as opposed to only lining up with the people on your side. Right. I'd be interested to see if, uh, if this, if, if they had, if this was, if this was a book in current times, I know that there's been iteration and we talked about this while we we're prepping for the show, uh, that they did one, uh, a, lo- a relaunch back in what, 2015, uh, with yep. a different creative team. And, and we'll probably throw that up in the show notes and stuff like that later. Uh, we won't get into that right now, but if they did do something like this right now, uh, the topics that they would challenge or discuss and all the different challenges that there would be there, it'd be interesting to see how Prez and his team or her team, because it's a different time <laughs> or their team, their team exactly would be, uh, taking on all these different things. Yeah. And I think the interesting is the, the author, Mark Russell that did the prize relaunch. I was, I was kind of joking about it because it says in the first issue that it's supposed to be a 12 issue mini and then it runs six. <laughs> uh, but he also, I was pointing out, he won the snaggle. He wrote the snaggle post chronicles that won the glad award for best comic book a couple of years back. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, again, um, you know, you have Joe Simon who wrote comics forever and like to put kids in adult situations and talk about important issues. And here another, they let Mark Russell, another writer who likes to tackle um, issues, uh, very important issues, but do it with uh, in this medium and mm-hmm. the, the Snagglepuss story too. It was really great because he's taking the classic Hanna-Barbera characters, right? But then telling a really serious story about uh, about HUAC and the House Un-American Ath- uh, Activities Committee and what happened to the actors then and how gay men were treated at the time. And, and so you take this really, uh, you know, dark, harsh issue, right? Yeah. Um, but you you put it you put it into a story in a way that gets people to read it. And it was interesting too. Obviously, done in a very different way. I never thought I'd cry reading a Snagglepost comic book, <laughs> um, but I'm reading these comics and I'm sitting there bawling in my room. So, you know, and maybe that's uh, one we pick up and, and tackle along the yeah. way too to kind of illustrate. I think it it illustrates a nice balance between how this is done uh-huh. with the goofiness, yeah, um, but then also how those characters can be right anthropomorphized, right, and you 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 tell a really serious story with them, right? I think sometimes for, for some readers, it's easier to get into a really meaty story that has a lot of tough subjects and, and other things that are hard to digest 
it's easier for you to do that when you have something that's either familiar or fun, uh, in a sense, like Snaggletooth or, or anything else that brings it in and, and gives it a little softness and makes it, I guess, uh, fantastical or, you know, brings that fantasy aspect to it and makes it easier for you to read. But also when you're reading through it, you can, like you said, you know, you get the rest of that story and then it's a lot more, um, opening to everything else that's there. Yeah. And exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, I think both of us would encourage you just to take a look at this. Yeah. Uh, these books, uh, read them along with us, or you can take our word for it. Uh, but there's some crazy wacky art. I'll go ahead in the show notes and link you to the graphic novel uh, that was out there for this. And so you can pick that up if you want to. I think it's on Comixology as well. I think so. So if you want to pick these up and take a look, go ahead. Or I'm sure you can find them in your favorite dollar bin as soon as you can go shopping again. Pick them up. Because they're comics. Grab them and read them. Don't lock them away in plastic. Yeah, they need to be read and shared safely. So, safely. Or as, or as Anne, your wife says, entomb them. Don't entomb them. Yeah, in don't entomb them. Don't slab them, people. I mean, so, I, unless you're unless you're planning on like, you know, that's that's your thing. Not to not to shame people on their on their habits and stuff like that but man i mean like i all my figures are pulled out of their packages i play with my toys i read my comic books i play my games i don't i just i can't not do that because that's what they're meant to be done that's what's meant to be done with it and when my the nephews come over and break something it's okay (laughs) you know or if a page gets torn out of something it's what happens it's paper Unless it's like, well, I guess I brought up a whole new controversy on accident. So good job. (laughs) Good job, Dan. And on that note, I think we probably should get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I think my dogs are, they've been quiet and that scares me. Usually when they're quiet, that means there's trouble afoot or at least for three feet. (laughs) Sorry. Well, this was a fun one. I reviewed all four issues of Prez, and I know this will be the the second part of a two-parter for you. So we appreciate you hanging on at Funny Book Forensics, and I'm Dan. I'm Greg. And we are out of here. Well, I did make it into a three-parter, as you know, if you've been listening, and please join us next week, as we will actually tackle Exit Stage Left, the Snagglepuss Chronicles. So... We will get into that on episode 260, but for now, that finishes up episode 259, and thank you for joining us on Funny Book Forensics.